This is the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. I'm Andy Matthews and on this particular episode, if the voice holds up, uh, we'll be talking to two of the bright sparks in the youth industry radio market at the moment, Mark Cunning, CEO and Content Director at iRadio, and Nick Carcasis, the Managing Editor of the Spin Network, which is, of course, owned by Bauer Media. Um, and in this episode, we'll be focusing on innovative ways to captivate the younger radio audiences. So, well worth sticking around for some great insights on the way, I can guarantee you that. First, though, let's hear the industry news from Hannah Casey. The Emerald Radio Awards shortlist was released last week, showcasing the best of radio from across the country. This year's awards promise to be an unforgettable celebration. The independent radio sector received an outstanding 135 nominations. Leading the way across the sector is News Talk with a staggering 32 nominations, followed by Today FM with 13 nominations. Radio Carry with 11 nominations, Spin 1038 with 8 nominations, and 98 FM, Galway Bay FM, and FM 104 with 7 nominations each. Learning Waves would like to congratulate David Nelligan, Radio Carry, Matthew Matthews, Spin 1038, and Donald Ryan, Ocean FM, on receiving nominations for the Gay Byrne Awards Newcomer of the Year. David and Matthew are graduates of the Radio Presenter Course 2022, and Donald is a graduate of the Journalism Graduate Program 2022. Best of luck, and we look forward to seeing you on the big night on the 6th of October. Learning Waves has entered an exclusive partnership with Kerry College for their upcoming course in digital journalism, podcasting and radio, which is run in collaboration with Radio Kerry. This course is a full-time 52-week programme and runs between the Radio Kerry Broadcast Studios in Tralee and the Kerry College Digital Skills Centre. This partnership with Kerry College will allow Learning Waves to continue to support the independent radio sector in its search for talent across a range of roles, including journalism, digital media presenters and podcasters. Congratulations to our members who recently received funding under the recent Sendivision funding round. In industry news, Beat 102-103 has created its first outside broadcast unit by converting a three-ton Land Rover Defender. Equipped with broadcast and entertainment equipment, the Beat Beast will be making its way across the southeast. Commercial director Michael Barry is looking forward to presenting this new commercial offering to Beat's loyal client base. Keep an eye out for the Beat Beast. On the 1st of September, Radio Nova celebrated its 13th birthday. To celebrate, the station is organising a party for listeners to win a cash prize of €5,000. The event will take place on Friday the 29th of September from 6 to 9pm, where Dee Woods will be presenting her Friday Night 80s show live. Be sure to tune in to hear your favourite 80s songs. In other industry news, Liam Thompson has been appointed Programme Director in Classic Hits. Barry Media have acquired Media Central and are currently seeking approval to buy iRadio. Dermot has left the Dermot and Dave show on Today FM. Sheila Nocton has moved from Tip FM to News Talk as multimedia reporter. And Izzy Showbizzy has moved from Red FM to present the Big Drive Home on Cork's 96 FM. In upcoming courses, places are being filled for the various courses Learning Waves is holding in September and October. We have a range of different courses covering social media, media law, interviewing skills, presenting and much more. One that's sure to catch everyone's eye AI for Marketing on the 7th of November with Joanne Sweeney Digital Training Institute. This course aims to help attendees understand how artificial intelligence can be used for marketing in radio stations and what tools can equip teams for effective marketing output, including on-air content. Our training calendar is filling up for the last quarter of the year. Make sure to keep an eye on our social media and our website for updates and information on upcoming courses. Wow, 
And who said September was a quiet month? Uh, busy, busy in the industry at the moment, which is great to hear. And remember, if there's something that you would like covered or mentioned on the podcast, email info at learningwaves.ie. We'll get back to you ASAP. Okay, time to move on. The search for youth audience and the want and the need to get younger people listening to radio, the battle continues on a daily basis. Two of the industry leaders, in my opinion, who are at the coalface as regards getting younger listeners involved and uh, engaged and listening to radio um, are uh, Nick from Spinner 1038. We'll talk to him in just a while. But first, though, let's talk to Mark Cunning, who is with iRadio. Mark, exactly what do you do? in iRadio? So I am the CEO and content director, which basically means that I've got to make sure that everything works. uh, And when stuff goes right, I make sure that I attribute the credit to those involved. And when something goes wrong, it lands on me. Excellent. Okay. I like your style. I do like your style. Perfect. How long have you been there now? I am just coming up on 16 years. So I joined originally pre-launch with i102-104. So that would have been October, November, and uh, my math is bad, so almost 16 years ago, and we had about five, six months before we got on air, and I've kind of just been kicking around ever since. Okay, and as regards iRadio, so if you can just explain to me, because uh, to some it may be complicated, but there are, are there two iRadios now, or was there two initially, or what's, what's the story with that? Let me give you a brief history lesson. So um, originally there was a station in the West and Northwest, I-102-104. It was part of the youth licensing um, plan from the BAI at the time. Then the group involved won a second franchise for the Northeast and Midlands, which was I-105-107. And this was all around 2008. And for anyone that kind of twitches a little bit when they hear 2008, that's because things went badly wrong. So initially what happened is in order to keep the thing viable, both stations moved into one premises in Athlone, which is County Roscommon. So it served uh, quite well both franchises. And across the years, as things didn't get better with the economy, we started to share some programming. Um, And eventually it became that there was shared programming, but there was also um, regional programming for both sides. So in 2000, and I'm struggling, now 19, um, we applied for a brand new license, which sees us effectively serve 15 counties uh, with some local splits. Wow. Great. (laughs) That explains it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, so technically iRadio is, is a youth station, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. 1534, the youth station, that really, really easy market to crack where all you have to do is uh, is turn up and they tune in. And if only that were true, huh? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. The, the kind of the scarlet pimpernel of the radio industry, yeah. those those uh, that those youth listeners. So, so come here. So what has iRadio done over the past while? Because numbers are good. Jane Laura's good. You're mm. happy, I presume? Yeah, I'm, n- I'm never happy. I'm never happy, no. but that's probably why I'm here so long. I always want yeah. a bit more and a bit more. Yeah, okay. But but generally, though, there are people who are reasonably happy with the numbers, yeah? Um, what, do, what do you attribute, attribute your, your success to? Uh, look, I think it's a number of things. I think one of the things that we identified really early on is, you know, with that youth audience, it's so fragmented that for us to be relevant, we've got to be everywhere that they are. And that's from physically being around the picnic side, electric picnic, to being in sea sessions in Bundoran, to being on their phones across the platform. So every time a new social media platform pops up, we have to be on it. And, you know, six times out of seven, that one doesn't, uh, it doesn't rise and it disappears. 
but at least we've put in the effort and we've been there at the start. Um, the likes of TikTok, we were there early. The growth of Instagram, we were there early. And I think for Youth Radio, it's really important to be in all the places and all the spaces that the audience are. And there's such a wide and diverse range of interests in that cohort, especially that it can be difficult. So it's just about trying to identify, um, you know, the key events, the key places and making sure that you're there. Strategic partnerships have been a big thing for us, um, you know, in that being the places where your audience are. Events are fantastic, but there are a lot of work. So last year, for example, we partnered with Bingo Loco, which saw us in uh, pretty much every county across our franchise. And we were working alongside and amplifying a really great new brand. And because of their success, they were amplifying us as well. Okay. So innovation, what has mm. what has changed over the, the past number of years? What has Oh, I suppose like, I'm a great believer in everything and nothing. Um, the Beatles had, had essentially four chords and a few sustained fourths and that kind of thing. And those chords are still being used. So I think, you know, with innovation, it's finding new ways to do some stuff that, that's always worked. Um, you know, people in essence want the same stuff. So if it's your big giveaways, people want the cash, they want the holidays, but it's about reinventing those mechanics and how you're doing them and trying to make them relevant. We had a big brief uh, a couple of years ago from the Road Safety Authority around young people and road safety. So it's the same thing. It's get the message out there, give a cash prize. And in-house, we came up with a mechanic called TikTok Mic Drop, which won us gold in the Imro Radio Awards last year. And essentially, we were challenging our listeners and our fans and our followers to become content creators. We wanted them to create some kind of musical piece or rap or song to encourage road safety. So again, it's identifying where the target audience are and maybe not using radio as a primary platform to, to have entry, but, but to bring them back to radio essentially through that other platform, which in this case was TikTok. Yeah, I suppose, you know, with the listeners themselves, we all know it's a conveyor belt. So they've, they may have come on 10 years ago, but obviously age and time moves on. They move with you and hopefully stay with you. But mm. as regards getting new listeners on that conveyor belt, how do you manage to do that? It's really difficult. And, you know, your point is good. Um, I joined iRadio, you know, 200 years ago from Cool FM in Belfast, which was a heritage station. And the exciting thing was joining this brand new thing. And all of a sudden I look at iRadio and I go, oh, Jesus, wow, we're a heritage station. And as you say, Andy, people don't tend to leave you because nobody in the older age bracket wants to admit that maybe they're a little bit old for iRadio. And, and we don't want yeah. them to go either because, you know, advertisers like the fact that, that we still have them. Uh, with recruitment, again, it's identifying those those key day parts where we can recruit. It's maybe altering um, our music programming in those slots. It's identifying people within the schedule um, who can attend events that are more relevant to that younger audience. I know, you know, I'm constantly encouraging our guys to get out there. It's it's shaking hands. It's doing the gigs. And one of the big things we have with a couple of our guys like uh, Connor Woods and Dave Duke would be really active on that teenage scene. And, you know, it goes back. It, it's always been the same. You see a DJ at the gig and you go, oh, my God, that's your man for my radio. And hopefully they're going to come back. So it hasn't changed in that way. Um, again, our guys are really great content creators and the stuff that they're doing in their own TikToks and Instagram is bringing those new listeners back to our radio as well. Yeah. And I suppose if I was asked you to put on the, 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 the visionary goggles for the future, where do you see youth radio going in the next 10 years? 
Yeah, I, look, I think it's going to be as important as ever. You know, I keep using the phrase fragmented media environment. I think that's only going to get worse. You hear about Netflix who talk about their biggest competitor not being other media, but being sleep. So the challenges keep coming. We'll keep embracing um, the, the new platforms that come and try and build our presence there. I think radio is really important going forward, and um, especially for youth. We're working on a project at the moment, as I know, you know, most radio people are around uh, sound and vision. And one of the things we're talking about is media literacy. And um, we live in this really world now where um, we talk about alternative facts. And I think radio has a really strong role to play in essentially being that truth commission uh, and being that trusted media. And, and we have that, and I really hope that that continues because I see radio always being relevant, always being relatable, and always being honest. We talk a lot in here about building communities and creating tribes. And I think it's really important for young people to feel that sense of belonging to some kind of tribe. And if iRadio or Youth Radio as a whole can continue to do that, I think there's a bright future ahead. Bright future ahead indeed. And testament to the work that goes in behind the scenes at iRadio and every other youth station in the country, to be honest. Uh, now, another guy who's at the cold face on a daily basis, working really, really hard with the product, and a great product it is too, is Nick Carcasas from Spin 1038. Nick, exactly what does a managing editor do? Do you know what? Managing edit- editor, I've, I've, I've had this question asked me before, and, and there's no official answer to it but do you know do you know what I've come up with and my official response now is it's a really fancy term for program director I know I know that program director was the official title for a long time and then content director became a thing and I, I'd like to think managing editor is the involvement yet again of that position. But it's the same role. It's just it's just a new phrase for it. Yeah. So just talk to us about because spin is has been a phenomenal success. You know, from from day one, okay slow 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 but i have i have admired spin as a brand for so long because it is just so good it really is good what what do you attribute that to nick i appreciate you saying that yeah it's always nice to hear from inside the industry when you have other people like looking in you you never kind of know what people think so i appreciate you saying that that that's that's really really nice um yeah it is it's a crazy story so um for spin i suppose I know I'm Australian and Spin is about 20 years old, but I've only been here for about 10 years, which is about half of its lifetime. But I haven't always been the managing editor. But I would say I've been I've been in an assistant program directing role for probably a good five years and then at the helm for the last two, two and a bit years. Um, and so what I think I can say, I think – it really comes down to consistency and and you can see this. I'm sure you're right across this when you see the JNLRs come out. The brands that really have a focus, that consistent, consistently deliver a product – do, they tend to do really, really well. So for Spin, that 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 product is hit music. We deliver more hits, top forty mainstream chart songs. We do more of that consistently than any other radio station, and that is our USP. That is what we lean into. We're all we've always mm-hmm. done it. We'll always do it. People know what they're going to get. They come here for more current, uninterrupted music. You can look at the success Sunshine are having and, and argue they are essentially the same thing as us, just a different genre of music. They're doing the same, uh, uh, they're, they're delivering the same kind of product just with oldies, just with with easy listening music. Yeah. And and I think when you when you find a, a, a product and you find that niche and you just do it consistently and people learn that, that I think that that works. And then for us, 
we really just complement that music proposition with entertainment shows and activations that that are targeted directly at our our, our audience. So our audience are, are obviously the younger end of the scale. Um, I, at the moment, we're we're number one on reach with all adults ac- across music stations, which is amazing. We're delighted with wow. that. But but with the with the youth audience, which which we tend to lean towards you know, 20s and even a little bit younger, um, we tend to, 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 where are they? What are they doing? You know, they're, they're at festivals, they're out with friends and stuff like that. So we enhance our music proposition by, you know, being at activations like Longitude. And it's that, it's that brand association. It's like, I always use the Red Bull example, right? Like Red Bull's a drink, but you might not know, you might not drink Red Bull, but God, do you see it at the Formula One or when there's a space jump or when there's a, when there's right. cliff diving, you associate Red Bull with, with that um, high energy kind of excitement. That's a brand that's exciting. That's out there. And, and we kind of strive for the same thing with spin with our audience. So it's like, what mm-hmm. are that demographic doing? Where are they? And we try to position our brand in those places. So it's like guilty by association. They might not consume radio in the traditional format, but if they, if, if, a, if, a, if, if someone doing a JNLR survey rocks up or if, if, if someone says, who do you listen to? The first brand they think of is spin and it's because we are where they are. Uh, I hope that answers your question. I've really got the long way around yeah, there. Yeah, no, uh, no, absolutely. And it's funny you should say that because I had a conversation with somebody during the week and they said the exact same thing about the passion for the music that, you know, stations tend to, or certainly presenters or certain presenters put themselves ahead of the music. But I think there's a huge passion that comes from spin and sunshine for the actual music itself, which is primarily the product, which is why radio listeners listen, you know, but some, some stations tend to forget about that, but spin certainly doesn't. I I don't think so. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important. And the guys on air are so aware of that. If, 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 and, and it's, it's nothing on them. They are brilliant. And it's a real skill to be able to deliver the, the, the format the way that we do. Um, but to understand that um, if you're delivering the proposition, the, the workday 10 in a row, more hit music proposition, that it's, it's the music first. It's not about you as a presenter. Like we have our, yeah. we have our, we have our entertainment shows. We have Emma, Dave and Ashling in the morning. We have some, you know, specialist shows at the weekend and that's where our content live. And that's where we shine a spotlight on personalities and use those, uh, specific day parts to enhance and entertain but outside of that it is music first that's the focus and as a brand i think it's important that everyone understands that and we seem to be in a good place with that at the moment yeah and i think to be fair with the guys you have on breakfast um i think they're knocking it out of the park at the moment i really do i think it's one of the best breakfast shows in ireland at the moment oh, th- thank you so much yeah no it, it, it really is working for us in fact in the lo- not this most recent jnlr survey but the one before that um it was it was the highest ever breakfast ratings we've had and they were only just under a year in and i know look wow. it's, it's probably not re- fully reflective of them but yeah no super job on that so the youth audience right the elusive youth audience many stations chase them you know and there are some are successful some aren't what what is the success of spin in staying youthful how do you do that 
Um, I, I touched on it earlier with, um, with with brand association, making sure we're visible at, at places and, and events that, that that demographic goes. That's things like festivals and, you know, holding listener parties that, that are really in line with what they do. So we, we ran a campaign recently called Race for the Residency. And essentially what that was, was it was just basically a big DJ talent search. And we got people to nominate their friends and submit um, little TikTok videos of, of their auditions. And we whittled it down and had a big big um, listener event and party and it was almost like the, the 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 audience finding the next big DJ talent star so like doing activations like that um, and and I mean there, there's there's a lot of kind of uh, ideas that, that are similar to that like experiential prizes making sure we can you know put you at the at the biggest gig in Ireland with front row VIP tickets, experiences is, are a big thing with us. We've moved away from um, cash prizes because, as you probably are aware, we have the cash machine. So now every everything else in comparison looks really bad. <laughs> so if we're on there trying to flog a two hundred euro voucher, it looks terrible because ten minutes later we're trying to flog fifty grand or whatever. So yeah. we move to a more experiential place. So that's like sending people on holidays or to events and and stuff like that. So we, we tend to, to lean into that. So as Spin has gotten older, obviously social media has changed along the way. How do you adapt and how do you evolve as regards social media? Do you have a, do you have a mission in mind for that? Uh, yes. Social media is an interesting one, isn't it? I'm sure like, I'm sure you've experienced this and, and, and many, many people listening, listening would have experienced that it, it's so dependent on platform and algorithms that are constantly changing and, you know, trying to figure out, um, we, we've gone with so many different strategies of posting content and, you know, some stuff pops and then it doesn't anymore. And you're like, why not? And we try trying to figure it out. Um, but we're, we're in a pretty good place at the moment. And the strategy at the moment is mostly um, it's, it's show clips from uh, the content, the entertainment shows. So Emma, Dave and Ashling or Jamie and Shreen at the weekend or Darren and Joe um, and, and taking in studio moments that are like really quick clips that are going to engage and create a, a, a shareable laughing moment that hopefully will bring audiences in who, who are not necessarily listening, but they might see that on socials and want to come and, and connect with us. And then other than, other than that, a separate to the content strategy there, we're doing a, a whole lot of, um, I don't know, it, it sounds really like low hanging fruit, but relatable mm-hmm. memes for that audience, <laughs> they, they oh, yeah. tend to get a lot of traction. If we, if we share, if, if we as a brand share something, people tend to l- latch on and, 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 and get involved in that as well. And um, well, it's definitely working the future. What, what is the future for spin? Oh wow! Um, well, well, I yeah. talked. Yeah, I talked about consistency. So, I mean, that's that for us is, is is important, and I think that's how we've gotten to where we are by like sticking with 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 the core product. And I think we'll continue to do that, but always look at ways of of where can we enhance next. So, I talked about you know being at places like long longitude or, or content opportunities, and I think that's where it'll be. It's like what's the next big event that Spin can associate itself with, and you know what's the next big big show i suppose do you know what one thing
thing we like to do and we've we've doubled in a little bit that I think ha- has done quite well for us is identifying talent on other platforms like podcasts where our audience tend to gravitate towards and and almost work with them so for example darren and joe have a really big following they have a stall at podcast and then the free gaff show on tv and they have quite a following so we gave them a radio show and that tend that's tended to do quite well for us another one was ellie and charlene massive influences in ireland with enormous social media following probably combined like triple what what spin as a brand have and you know we 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 look for opportunities to to have them on as a show and so trying to tap into audience spaces where where our audience might be with with specific uh, influences or personalities and then bringing those people into our brand to hopefully translate some of those audiences we've sampled with that but would love to keep looking for opportunities in that space as well very clever. I love the fact that they've gone back to podcasting to get talent and to reintroduce them into radio. I think that's that's on the money. Thank you to Nick and to Mark for their time and also for you for listening. That's it from Radio Talks. I'm Andy Matthews. Hannah Casey produced. And remember, if there is something that you would like covered on this particular podcast, all you've got to do is email us at info at learningwaves.ie. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. To get in touch, email us at info at learningwaves.ie 